Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Hello, everybody. Oh, man. You know, I've got so many of these episodes recorded, and yet I decided to record another one that you are hearing in, well, I don't know what day it is today, but you're hearing this, like, the Monday after I record it. So, uh, in, like, the next, like, five days. Um, super excited to talk about this. This was a an episode that you guys kind of voted on um, on my Instagram story. I've been really reflective of the transformation I've had over the last four years. September is typically a very nostalgic month for me because you saw the title. Um, In 2019, I became homeless in September at the very beginning of the month um, and remained homeless for six months. And now every September I've been in business. Like literally September 2020, my business went full-time after being part-time for about four or five months, which is just wild and incredible and I'm grateful. But it has been a journey. It has been a journey. And we're going to talk about it today. I do not have notes for this episode. Not going to lie, I'm kind of hyped up on some Earl Grey caffeine. Um, I'm also hyped up by the fact that I was doing some like general accounting today. One, I figured it out and that was fascinating to my mind, like the fact that I was capable of doing it. Like I've been struggling with the the getting this part of, of my work done the last couple of weeks, just trying to find the right documents in the database. And anyway, you guys aren't interested in hearing about that. No one wants to talk about accounting, but it bossed me up. And while I was um, looking and reviewing over all of these documents, I saw that legally I am the president of Mads Mess. Here I thought I was simply a business owner, but I am actually the president of my own damn company. So you know what? I feel like that just kind of seals the bow and that's probably how I'm going to title this episode because that's kind of insane to me and it's really signifying to me like the realization that I am like, what the fuck? I'm the president of my own company. What the actual fuck? You know, like that, that sounds insane, you know, and I am going through like this, this nostalgia and this gratitude. And I'm just like, man, talk about an up level. Like things are constantly getting better and expanding in business in my personal life. But like, talk about a fucking up level being president of your own company. Like, yeah, I claim that like it is, it's already here happening and real, but like, I totally fucking claim that energy. So I want to bring you back four years. I want to bring you through the journey because you guys um, voted for it. You guys also asked me some questions, which I think I'll be able to cover the majority of the questions um, in in this conversation. And then there were a few that I was like, oh yeah, I need to to talk about this. I'm going to pull those up so that I have them, take a little screenshot of them. But, you know, these last four years have been nothing short of insane in the in the best way it is it's um I don't even know if I have a word for it because like when I 
think about where I was exactly four years ago today. I, I mean, I was high out of my mind, but I could tell you generally what was going on and I could tell you why I was so high <laughs> and I could tell you all the things that I was like going through because um, it, it just, it was such a pivotal point in my awakening and we're going to kind of talk about that because you know, I've shared my story. This is the weird thing too. I, I, I get asked on podcast features all the time, which by the way, if you go on the homepage of my website, madsmess.com, and you just scroll down, you'll see the podcast I've been featured on. If you just click the images, you can actually go and listen to the, the episodes of, of the, um, the guest the guest features I've done on other people's podcasts. And pretty much every time I'm on another podcast, um, they ask me kind of like my life story. Like, how did I get to doing what I do now? And, you know, Mads Mess business. And I think that's why I don't talk about it here on the Cosmic Collective because I'm like, oh, people have already heard the story. And then I'm like, no, silly goose. Your audience, your collective has not necessarily heard your story. And I've done a few episodes of like how I created my dream life and how you can too. I've done like two of those episodes, but I guess, I mean, I guess we're, we're in the mood for an update of, you know, this particular part of my life journey and my life experience. I also, um, added this blog post, um, to my blog on my website. So you can also kind of go and read about it as well. Um, if you're interested in just kind of seeing the words and skimming through that, I feel like the conversation is going to be relatively the same. Um, cause it's the same series of events that I talk about more or less. I do talk more about like leading up to 2019 in the, in the blog post. Um, and I'm not going to talk too much about that here today because I've done that in past episodes. So I feel like this is really just like a 2018, you know, the preface to 2019, what 2019 was and how everything kind of sparked from there. So in 2018, I was in my third year of university. So fall 2017 through winter 2018, I was in uh, my third year of university. For those of you who don't know, I studied criminology and psychology. My life plans were very different. Um, my life plans, if you're curious to know, actually, I've, I asked this question last year. I had you guys assume what my life plan was. Some of you got it right. Um, most of you didn't, which is okay. It was really cool to see like what people's first impressions of like what my career could have been was. Um, it was super fun to hear all that. But my actual life plan was to become either a detective I really 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 liked working like forensics cases and things like that in my in my studies I loved that forensic psychology is really up my alley I loved it so much I also liked um psychopathology which is the study of like basically like mental illnesses that was really really cool and so my goal was to either become a detective and then I realized I'm not a big fan of like CSI scenes, um, like crime scene investigation. I'm really not a big fan of walking to a room and seeing blood splatter everywhere. Like even talking about it really like tightens my throat and I uh, yeah, get a little nauseous talking about that. So I was like, mm, okay, that's really not my plan, but I want something like really intense. And so I thought about my options. I did research in, you know, what was available to me in Canada and I decided that I actually wanted to work um, for the what is what would be the Canadian SWAT team here um, in our in our country, and specifically, I wanted to work it in Toronto because it's one of the only like there's a, very very few teams like that, and there was one in Toronto, which is in Ontario, if you're familiar with Canada. And in 
SWAT teams, there are specializations. So there's negotiations, there's sniper, um, and there's the bomb squad. <laughs> I wanted to work the bomb squad. And now I know that sounds kind of fucked up, but here's the thing. There's two angles to this, okay? One, bomb diffusion has a lot to do with intuition because there are times where, actually, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this. I don't want this episode to get flagged. So I got to be choosy with my words here. But basically, like, just because a wire is colored in a particular color does not necessarily mean that the wire is doing the function of the color that is representing the function it's supposed to be. Um, If you're confused about this, I would say Google it, but I actually would maybe urge you not to because it might flag you might flag you up to your government if you're starting to research how bombs work um but basically like there are certain colored wires that you would cut and there are certain ones that you wouldn't but sometimes with like really evolved you know people who make these things um they intentionally skew the coloring of the wiring to make it go boom so that you cut the wrong one based off of the color so it's a highly intuitive field of work And I obviously have very high intuition. Hello, mediumship, right? So I was like, I'd be really good at this because I knew my intuition was strong. I was like, I'd be really good at that. I also was so heavily suicidal that I was like, eh, if I blow up, I blow up. It's all good. Better me than someone else. So, you know, there was that complex to it as well, which I think is kind of funny looking back. So that's what I wanted to do. In 2018, I've been open about this. I tried to take my own life. Um, Wait, was that third year? Yes. Yep, it was March 2018. I'm just confused on what year of university I was in. Um, I had also, at that point, had, I had been no contact with my biological mother since October of 2017. So there were like a lot of changes going on. My mental health was shit. I was in therapy. Um, I got fired from my job, which was that instigating factor of like, hey, you know what? I literally have nothing to live for. Like, I'm so fucking done, which... You know, thus led to me trying to unalive myself. Um, I talk about these things on other podcast, uh, other podcast episodes. So, um, you know, if you want to know the nitty gritty of like the mental health situation, I recommend going into, you know, the, the previous episodes here on the Cosmic Collective to kind of understand that. Cause that's not really today's, um, conversation. Today's conversation is how I went from homeless to president of my company, which is just Ah, that feels so boss man energy and I'm so into that. I'm so here for it and it's it's a thing. So I'm using it. So after that, I moved into an apartment with like a friend. We weren't the closest, but it was like close enough to like we could get an apartment together. She wanted to move out of her parents' place. It was good. I, at this point, was... After my attempt, I is when I really started like struggling with addiction. I did not want to be alive. And so what do you do when you don't want to be alive? Well, you numb yourself out. And for me, that was drugs, alcohol. Alcohol I didn't have too much of an issue with. I mean, I drank a fuck ton, but it wasn't like the addictive thing for me. And I can tell you exactly when it started for me. There was a night I went out. I don't know when. I don't know if it was... I think it was right after my attempt. I think maybe like a week or two after. And my one of my friends and I at the time, we went to this like illegal dispensary because um, weed still wasn't legal in Canada at the time. And we got these, they're called, oh my God, this is so, this is so funny. We got these THC pills. So basically it's a capsule with THC oil in it. And it was 25 milligrams of pure THC oil. <laughs> 
yo, I got so violently high. <laughs> so violently high. I was high for like 36 hours. Shit you not. Like, like stoned for 36 hours. And the issue was, I remember waking up the morning after taking it. At this point, I'm high 11 hours, 12 hours, maybe at most 16 hours. I don't really remember the time. And I woke up still high and I was like, oh, this is nice. This is a good thing. And at the same time that I had this thought, I, w- I, had, a, I had a concurring thought, which was, ooh, that's not good that I just thought that. And I was like, eh, not an issue. I'm not going to become addicted to weed. No one becomes addicted to weed. You can't be addicted to weed. That whole um, bullshit philosophy or bullshit belief. So anyways, that kind of started. I moved into this new apartment with this friend, um, got new jobs. You know, things are, are starting to, I thought, look up. Financially, things were very, very hard 2018, 2019. In the summer of 2019, I decided to, um, the friend and I that got the THC pills, I decided to sublet um, one of her roommate's rooms for the summer because my lease was up and I didn't really want to go back home. I didn't really know what to do. I had work. And then in May 2019, I got my fifth concussion. I have had five concussions in the span of eight years, which is severe head trauma. Like just for anyone wondering, it is severe head trauma. In January of 2018, I actually had... um, I think like nine or 10 grand mal seizures in the span of like 30 minutes, which would technically be comprised of like just one massive seizure that had like little breaks in it. It was insane Um, just because I was still recovering from previous head trauma. So to get another concussion a year and a half later, really, really fucked up. And the, the concussion came from a workplace injury. And when I went to go back to that job, they basically said, you're a liability, like, you you can't work here anymore which is illegal because it was a workplace injury like they can't do that because of the way they filed the paperwork i couldn't get benefits and then to fight it legally well you need money i was already struggling so i had another job at a bar but if you try oh my god imagine working at a bar when you're like recently concussed like i had to take a month off to be in bed rest and then literally could not afford to be on bed rest anymore so had to go to work it caused so many fucking problems and here's the thing i was so um embarrassed by my, my by my financial situation i didn't have any help um financially which is like a whole other thing um i got screwed from the job that said that you know i was being let go because my workplace injury was a liability like there were just so many odds against me And I did not communicate this to the person that I was subletting from or to my friend who was the roommate that I was like staying with, which ultimately causes a riff in friendships. And that is 100% my responsibility. There is no question about that, regardless of the fact that it wasn't intentional and it came from a place of deep anxiety and embarrassment and trying to find solutions but not having any. um, It's still 100% my responsibility. And that was something that was like a hard That was a hard reality to have to face. So come September, you know, I haven't been able to pay rent. I haven't been able to pay for anything because of my financial situation. And because that wasn't communicated, friendships took a turn. And that that's on me. And so I also didn't have money to put a down payment on a place um, like a, a new apartment. And I couldn't go back home because I was supposed to start my fourth year of university and I didn't want to go back home and I had a job and oh my god it was just I'm like looking back and I'm kind of nauseous thinking about it it's just like really 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 intense 
So I obviously can't stay with the friends who I was subletting from because, you know, the, you know, the whole, the way that the whole situation um, unfolded. And so I'm in a position where I need to find a place to stay. I literally, I have two days, I think, or like I had maybe five days to figure out like a place to go to like pack up all my shit and like go stay somewhere else. And thankfully, the bar that I worked at had like a community page where um, people would like make plans and like, you know, help each other out. So I posted in there saying, hey, like I need a place to say this is like roughly the situation that I'm in. And the, you know, the grace of the universe does provide, you know, the universe is very grace, gracious in, in how it um, takes care of you in situations like this. And there was one of my coworkers who was like, hey, I have a guest room that you can stay in until this date, which was, I think, about like 15 or 18 days, which was great because that gave me like 18 days to make another plan, right? Like there was like some leeway. She's like, I can help you move your stuff. You just have to be gone by this day because I have people coming um, to stay with me. And I was like, amazing. Thank you. Perfect. And then in the in that like 18 day period, I was looking for places to stay and another coworker who happened to be in Bali for, um, you know, a while and she would continue to be in Bali for the next several months had said, hey, I have a cat that needs taken care of. Um, you can stay in my apartment and like, let's figure out the financials. So at this point, I have four months of rent and bills that I owe the person I was subletting, the roommate that I was staying with. And now I also owe the rent of the place I'm about to stay in for the next like five, six months um, because that's that's the plan. I, tr- I learned my lesson on like being too embarrassed and anxious to talk about um, my financial standing. So in this situation with this new sublet that I was doing, I made sure to put everything out on the table and that has actually paid off very, very well for me. Like in terms of like how that relationship is like, it's good. Um, that person and I were never like close, close, close friends, but there's like a, like a, a really, like it, it's friendly. Like things are good. Things are on a good page. It's really, really good. So you'd think things are starting to look up, Right. But I am going fucking through it. At this point, September 2019, my awakening is in full fucking force. And what I should say is my awakening started in 2016 and I just um, repressed it, honestly. I tried to push it back. I tried to suppress it. Like I just didn't want to go through it. I, 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 I have always known since I have chills. Oh my God, that's weird. I've always known since I was a kid that I was psychic. I've always known that I was a medium. I had experiences um, that like really solidified that for me. I knew I was different. I knew I didn't want to be different. Life was hard enough. I did not want to come out as like this fucking abnormal phenomenon, you know? Um, I just, I really didn't. And The thing is, is that my soul's contract for this lifetime and in terms of how I serve the collective and you guys was I absolutely by all fucking circumstances and by all means had to go through my awakening, complete it and be fully embodied in my mediumship before the pandemic. I have chills again. That was like come hell or high water is basically what I'm trying to say. Like it had to be done by then. So by this point, I've repressed it, I've repressed it, all of this shit throughout the summer. And I had been connecting with my guides throughout the summer and connecting with my guides throughout this entire time. Um, But in the summer, I need to backtrack a little bit before 
September 2019. But um, there was this time, I think it was July of 2019. I was so deeply suicidal, so fucked up suicidal. It wasn't even funny. And I was like, you know what? I might have not made it. I, I might not have been successful with my last attempt, but I assure you, I will be this time. And I remember this night where my roommate wasn't home. I think she was out of town or something. I'm not really sure where she was. Um, and I was just, just sobbing, like just like screaming out loud at the universe, at my spirit guides being like, are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck is this? Like I, guys, when I say I was losing my shit, I wish, I wish I could like play a recording or like have a video clip of like me just losing my shit on my spirit team and being like, what is the purpose of all of this? You say you're there for me. You say you're supporting me. You say that, you know, like there's more to life than this. Fucking show me. Fucking show me. And uh, they did. And basically at that point, that was the kind of like go ahead permission that they needed to thrust me violently into, I don't want to say like violently, but like thrust me in insanely into the, my a very, very deep part of my awakening. And so I start going through that and it really kicks off after the events that, you know, took place with my friends in the sublet in the summer um, that led to the homeless situation. And so September, I'm deep in my awakening. Like I'm really going through it. I'm high still all the time. At this point, I think I had been using for like a year and a half straight. Yeah, exactly that. And any money that I did have, I also had a really good relationship with my drug dealer. So even if I didn't have money, I always found a way to like pay him back at some point. Um, and at this point I did still have a job. So like my financial priorities were not great. Let's just be real. Let's take accountability for that. Um, and then because my mediumship was so switched on, working at a bar was really not conducive to what I was going through. And the first week of December, I ended up losing that job. That job was not full-time, by the way. I was only working part-time and making tips. And so it was still not enough to cover like everything that I needed to cover in the months that I was. But because I wasn't working that much, like bar season is really, really slow during October November, and November because... Um, students are in midterms and the bar was downtown next to campus. I also should mention that I was supposed to be going into my fourth year of um, university or was that was I supposed to be graduated by then? I don't remember. All I remember is I somewhat completed my third year. I completed half of my third year and then I think I stopped going because I couldn't afford it. And that has a lot to do also with my own financial standing, but also my biological mother was legally obligated to pay a portion of my schooling. And when I went no contact with her, she basically said, I don't give a fuck if I'm legally obligated. Fuck you. You're not getting my money, which like, whatever. It is what it is. I really don't care. I didn't really want to be in school at that point anymore. So if ever you were wondering, I'm a university dropout. And look at me now, okay? Look at me now. It's funny because I told myself I would never go back to school and that's not the case. Um, I actually want to get my PhD, which is just so fucking hilarious. Um, I've always wanted to get my PhD, so I think it's interesting that I dropped out to begin with. I can still get my credits though, and I'm pretty sure I can still get my degree. I just have to go and, you know, I have to go to make a meeting. It's a whole thing. Anyway, not the point of the story. So... 
anyways, I'm like barely working hours. I think the most weeks I was working like six hours a week, which is one shift. So I had a lot of spare time. And yes, I was applying to other jobs. I applied to Starbucks with an exceptional customer service resume and didn't even get an interview, guys. When the universe pushes you into something more to go beyond yourself, to go where you are meant to, it will block off everything else that is not meant for you. So fucking Starbucks didn't even call me for an interview. And at that point, like I knew when Starbucks didn't fucking call me back for an interview, I was like, you know what? This is a sign. I'm just going to take a month and fucking figure myself out. And from October through um, the end of January, I rapidly went through an awakening, like rapidly. I cleared like so much fucking karma in that time period so much healing so much trauma so much shit in those what that's four months october november december and then like somewhat january yeah yeah yeah. four months i went through that entire process in four months which is like i thought was normal having worked professionally um it's not it's extremely abnormal i've actually never I've never seen a client go through it that quickly. Not to say that there aren't other people in the world who haven't gone through it that quickly. There absolutely are. Um, But like in terms of like how I bring clients through things, that's why when I first started my work, I only had one, one or two coaching programs. And then I realized, oh fuck, there's a lot more to this. That's why you'll find the majority of my clients work with me, not just for three months, but for nine to 12 months because it takes that long to go through the changes. I had just put it off to a point where I'm also the kind of person where like once I start something, I really want to finish it rather quickly, effectively and efficiently. Like I, that's like, it's important to me. And I had also pushed it off to a point where like my spirit team was basically like, it's do or die right now. Like you literally need to you, you need to like get this shit done. Like you have a mission, you have a purpose. You need to be guiding people in April, like March or April. The pandemic started in March. Yeah. Like it's January, 20, 2020 now. Like you, you gotta, this awakening needs to be completed. Like it's done. So by that point it was. And in January, at the beginning of the, the month, I had already started doing readings for people and just kind of like fucking around with it. Like just having a good time wasn't not that I wasn't taking it seriously I was just I was having I was basically in practicum (laughs) I was in spiritual practicum which is basically like uh like co-op or um stage it's like interning it's like I was like spiritually interning so I was reading for people that I didn't really know and just having having some fun with it um and learning a lot and remembering a lot of my own soul and, and and things this was the time period I think it was in December or January where I read a birth chart and was like how why does this feel so familiar like why does astrology seem so familiar like I don't even know what this shit is um it's because I've worked uh, with astrology and I've studied astrology in several of my lifetimes and so it was more of just like opening a book and being like oh yeah I already know that and the it's funny because people will often ask me for recommendations of books on numerology and astrology and different things like that And I had three total books, one on numerology and two on astrology. Um, I didn't read them. I started reading them and was like, I already know this. And I'm the kind of person, this is why I think it surprises people. I have, I have read self-help books, but, and I, and I do like reading them from time to time. I'm rereading one right now because it came up in my field so much this week. I was like, okay, I got the hint spirit. Like I need to be rereading this. Um, and it's atomic habits, by the way. Um, it's so weird. Someone mentioned to me on Monday that they started reading it and I was like, fuck yeah, one of my favorite books. Later that day, one of my clients comes to me, tells me, um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading a new book. And I was like, which one? She's like atomic habits. And I'm like, of course, like this is twice today. And then, so I decided to start rereading it. And then, um, I like learned something. And then I go today, I have a client today. Um, and I, I'm referencing to her, like one of the course modules in a happy human to do. And I go and look, and I was like scrolling through the module for the week that I'm referring her to, to, to receive the lesson that she needs to, to receive the information she needs to. And I'm scrolling through it and I fucking see the 1% graph from Atomic Habits on my slide. So it's like three times in the last three days that Atomic Habits comes into my field. And I'm like, yes, I absolutely need to be rereading this right now. But even, even so like reading certain self-help books, like it needs to be new information to me or I just like, it's like, it's like, I just, there's no point in reading it because I already know it. And so when I was reading these astrology books, it basically was just opening a door to my soul memory or to quantum memory, however you want to refer to it as. And I didn't really need to continue reading. I just needed to do practice. So I started practicing my readings on people and was blowing people away and honestly, low-key kind of blowing myself away because I didn't really understand, you know, the. this is why quantum physics is so important to me now. And this is why you'll see me using a lot of information from neuroscience and psychology and quantum physics is because I need to understand how it is that I'm doing what I'm doing. Yes, on a soul level, I understand that this is just my soul being fully on and being switched on in this lifetime. Like I get it. I get it. But my human self also really likes like the evidential part of it of like, oh, yes, like logically and analytically based on this theory in quantum physics, this makes a considerable amount of of sense and so that has that that has been something that i i've i've studied over these last few years and have gotten really really interested in and i continue expanding on that but january and february became my practice months and in that time i had also applied for a job at an airline and i feel like this was definitely more in alignment with um where my soul kind of like wanted me to go and I got the job and I had to get sober for that. So this was the first time that I successfully got sober. It lasted about 80 days. Um, and the reason it uh, didn't stick was one, I wasn't getting sober for myself. I was getting sober for a job. And two, the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit, I couldn't fly out to Vancouver for my training because they had to cancel everything. And so in March, I moved back in with my parents because that was the plan. March 1st, move in with my parents. March 28th, leave for training in Vancouver, start a new career, become a flight attendant, travel the world, live your best life, vlog it on YouTube. That was my plan. Um, because again, at this point, I was like, okay, hey, yes, I'm really good at reading cards and reading charts for people and channeling things. Like, I, oh my God, the stories I could tell you guys about the things that I channeled. During this time, I was also interviewing different families in the city that I was living in um, to be a nanny um, because that's something that I have a lot of experience in as well. And one of the women, she, um, her husband had died and I was on the phone with her one day and I was able to channel like exactly how he died, um, like, like scientifically, like what was going on in his brain. He died, I don't remember now, but he died of like a brain, not, not a brain tumor, not a brain aneurysm. Was it an aneurysm? I don't remember. It was nothing to do with the brain. And I explained it so scientifically. And I remember her saying to me, Maddie, you just explained that better to me than any doctor did in any of the last few years. And it's 444 on my fucking time right now. Oh my God. It's literally 444 PM. That's fucked up. That's fucking weird that I'm saying. That's fucking weird. So it was moments like that where I was like, this is strange. Like, how am I able to do this? And 
I knew I was a medium, but I was like, what do I do with being a medium? Like, I'm no Teresa Caputo. Like, I don't have a fucking camera following me around, airing me on TLC. Like, how the fuck do I make money out of this? And also, is it even ethical for me to make money out of this? Which we'll get to come March 2020. March 2020, I do a reading for, I think, five people on Zoom, very late at night, very just for fun, again, right? Not really taking, not really understanding that this is my life purpose at this point. I get off the call and I only knew one person on the call and she said, Maddie, you really need to start, um, you know, charging for this. Like you're, you're that good. You need to start charging for that. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't know. Like, I just want to help people. Help should be free. What I have since come to realize is that if you do not charge for your natural talents and abilities, you do not get to live your dream life. If you do not get to live your dream life, you do not get to change this world. You don't get to have as big of an impact. The whole point is for all of us to monetize what we're fucking good at. For some people, that's working in corporate. For some people, that's photography. For some people like myself, that's mediumship. And I think it's really unfortunate that people villainize that. And also because... You know, at the beginning of my career, people would ask, like, why does it cost this much to, to to have a reading? And at first, my prices were very modest. Like, I don't think there's anything available at Mads Mess anymore that is, like, the price in terms of, like, reading services and channeled services. Like, I don't think you can get anything at Mads Mess anymore for any of the prices that I had in my first, like, year or two of business. Like, the, 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 my first year, I would say. Like, it it doesn't exist for two reasons. One... I don't think people, and this is not other people's responsibility, um, but I don't think people understand how much work goes into channeling. It is like, it's like, like, because you're holding the energy of the client in front of you. You're holding your own energy. You're holding the energy of your guides. You're holding the energy of their guides. And then you're holding the energy of whatever the fuck information you're channeling. In my case, it's soul contracts. And so it's a lot. And I think it's really, I I always thought it was really interesting how people would feel like it's audacious for a medium to charge for their services. And I'm saying this, uh, how do I want to word this? I want to be very kind and compassionate about this because that is how I feel about it. But I'm going to say it very bluntly, but, and then I'm going to kind of elaborate. Why do you expect to not pay for something that not everyone can do? Like it really is a very unique service. So unique that you don't believe you can do it for yourself or you cannot do it for yourself, but yet you don't want to pay for it. That to me is like really interesting. And so if you don't want to pay for it, then learn how to do it yourself. Learn how to connect yourself, right? But then people are like, well, I don't know how to do that or I can't do that. And it's like, well, then pay to learn how to do it or pay to receive it. Like, you know, it's like, it's like going to the grocery store and then taking a banana and not expecting to pay for it. Like, your body needs the energy, so you need to pay for that energy. It's an energetic exchange is basically what I'm getting at. And because I can't pay my rent in bananas, I'm not going to ask you for bananas for a service, right? Listen, if I could, do you know how much spaghetti I would ask for? I swear to God. I swear to God, if money was not a thing on this planet, I would literally ask you to energetically exchange me spaghetti for a reading. I, I shit you fucking not. I, or a pizza. Or what else? Maybe a London, a bunch of London fog lattes. You know what I mean? But the, the reality is, is that the energetic currency on the planet is money. And because this is my work and it's meant to be my work, 
I had to learn that charging for this was okay. And it's not like I went right into business like charging the prices that I now charge. No, that comes with experience, building your expertise, building, you know, um, uh, not like testimonials, but um, reputation, everything like that. And the one thing that I can say is that my reputation speaks for itself because very quickly in my career did I start networking and getting featured on podcasts just based on the accuracy and the change that I was able to bring people. And I and I had job offers that I turned down. Um, there were crystal shops and um, you know other small businesses that wanted to hire me as their in-house medium because of my reputation, because of how I do my work and because of what people have to say about my work. And that's a beautiful thing. Ultimately, I, you know, turned those jobs down, which was also very hard. Um, I feel like I'm very all over the place in this episode because it's like, it's so sporadic in my mind. But basically to say, in March, at the end of March 2020, I went on to social media and said, hey, surprise, I read tarot cards. <laughs> and it was really uncomfortable for me. I did lives. Um, I just really fucking put myself out there. I had no job. I was waiting to hear back from the airline when the pandemic was over and they could train us. Like I, I was trying. Um, I was also, you know, really benefiting from the time off because I was able to refine my, my abilities, refine my gifts and, and start charging for this. And within a first, the first week I had some bookings and those bookings led to word of mouth and um, like testimonials that led other people to me. And I think it was within the first like 30 or 40 days of my business, I was like pretty booked for the summer. Like I got booked up for the summer for readings and went from being unemployed to having a steady part-time income within weeks. And that to me was really shocking of like, oh my God, like what the fuck is happening? And I continued to do the inner work at this point. Yes, I had gone through my awakening, but there were other levels in which I needed to heal. I had to go deeper and I wasn't sober. So I had to start figuring that out and I wouldn't get sober for another year at this point. In July of 2020, I am offered a job in the city I currently live in now um, to be the in-house medium at a crystal shop. And intuitively, it just didn't feel right. And I don't think anyone will ever understand how hard it was in that moment to trust within myself that declining that offer was like was the right thing to do. Can you just like if you can, if not if not if you're driving or walking, but if you're just like sitting listening to this podcast or you're just like standing at the sink doing your dishes, whatever you're doing, just take a second and close your eyes. Imagine being like making below the poverty line for the last three years, being $18,000 in immediate debt, meaning rent from pretty much six months of 2019 is due, plus more, being homeless, losing two jobs due to like, one was a workplace injury, one was for mental illness, both of which are illegal, both of which screwed me whenever they um, submitted the paperwork. I could not get benefits, right? Just visualize this. Visualize losing 45 pounds in six weeks because you can't afford food, being starving, literally waking up and stretching your coffee all day and only eating one meal around 2 or 3 p.m., living off one box of craft dinner, for two days, maybe three if you could stretch it, okay? 
finally starting to get somewhere because people are paying you for readings that are going directly to paying off that immense debt and then getting a job opportunity and intuitively knowing that you need to say no to it. Could you fucking imagine what was going through my mind? I felt like a fucking idiot. I was like, I, and I honestly, it felt a little audacious to me of like, I, I literally, I remember talking to my higher self and being like, do you not, do you not remember that I was just homeless and that I have all this debt to pay and like, I need a job. And she was like, yeah. She's like, just trust me on this. Just trust me. And so I said, okay. And the minute I sent the, the decline uh, of the offer, uh, it was on July 16th, 2020. I sent the, the, you know, the email saying I would not be accepting the offer. I felt relief and I knew big things were coming. I think it was, if I, let me just calculate here. I think six weeks later, I was featured on a podcast and that opened me up to a whole network of like-minded people. I had already had quite the network myself. I had people in, um, you know, all across Canada who, who had already like known about what I was doing and were booking with me, but this made it go like international because of this podcast, which I'm so eternally grateful for. And basically how all of this came about was because when I was, so preface, before offering tarot readings, I had like never really had a reading before. I had one like mediumship reading um, from someone that I knew that I actually went to high school with um, back in 2016, I think. Um, that was it. I don't really remember much of it, but it was like a pass on loved ones kind of thing. Like it wasn't tarot. I didn't know anything about tarot until I started learning it um, at the end of 2019. So when I first started offering tarot readings, you know, I just thought what I was doing was a standard tarot reading because I'd never had one before. And I had client after client after client come to me saying, I've had tarot readings before. That was so much more than a tarot reading. How can I see you every week? And a lot of people started saying this to me and I was like, well, you can't get a tarot reading every week. That's like really unethical and like the energy doesn't change that much. You got you to gotta, you gotta take actionable steps and things like that. So the bright idea from the divine pops into my mind and it's coaching programs, weekly coaching. And then I had to work through the whole mentality of I'm 22 years old. Who the fuck am I to coach people? And that's when I realized, and I had already known this, that age doesn't matter. And the question that my higher self asked me was, was exactly this. You've gone through X, Y, Z in your life. And I said, yes acknowledging, you know, my higher self is like, yes, this is, I'm saying this to her. Like, yes, I know that I've gone through all of this. And I had already known by 18, I had gone through more than what the average 50 year old goes through in life. And that's just the, I guess, fortunate, but unfortunate reality, fortunate because it's led me here. Unfortunate because it's a fuck ton of trauma um, that I had to heal through, but it's good now. Um, but she said, if you were 45 years old and you had the exact same life experience, nothing less, nothing more, would you feel qualified to coach people? Immediate yes. My immediate answer was yes, absolutely. She said, so what is the difference if you have this exact life, life experience and wisdom at 22 versus if you have it at 45? The only answer was my age. The life experience would have stayed the same. The wisdom is the same. 
And I think it's really shocking for people when they find out how old I am. I also don't talk about how old I am very often um, because I feel like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I feel weird about it or if I feel like it makes me feel like I have to explain myself to people, which I fucking refuse to do. Um, and it was so interesting. Um, so I decided to create these life coaching programs and then I, I did beta testing with a couple of people um, that I had networked with, that I had already been working with, colleagues and things like that, who um, you know were able to give me feedback and everything like that. And the feedback was like, this is great. Like I have no recommendations for the most part. Um, there were things that changed like creating coaching packages and sending follow-up emails and things like that, that kind of like evolved over time. And that's what got me featured on a podcast, um, was doing this beta program with one of my clients. And, um, it, it was so beautiful. And the clients that I had in the summer who were like, how can I see you every week? They went from being my tarot reading clients to my coaching clients, which was just like incredible. And so in September, I, I started taking on clients um, and was connected with a bunch of clients. I kept taking clients from September through November. And in November, I decided to move to Montreal, which is a city I now live in. It's also the city where I refused that job offer back in July. And I moved here. I had a sublet. No issues with the sublet this time, um, financially at least. Um, and my business has just kept growing. And what I thought was so interesting is that in my first season of coaching, so fall of 2020, I had every single client I had was older than me. And some were 20 years older than me. And that was really big for me because I think there is something to be said when people who are significantly older than you see how much value you offer and invest in you without question. Like it really was, it still is so fascinating to me because I work with people of pretty much all ages. Typically on average, I work with individuals from 22 to 40, um, obviously give or take a few years. I kind of cap it out at 40. No offense to anyone who's older. That's just like kind of in terms of my coaching anyway, readings are different. Um, but that's just kind of like my, my niche, uh, age range of, of who, who I work with. And then because going through an awakening and going through subconscious rewiring and reprogramming, a lot happens in 12 weeks, but a lot more happens in 12 months. And so because of the results that the majority of my clients got in those first 12 weeks, they wanted to keep coming back. And that was the really, really cool thing of seeing my impact on people being so profound that they, again, didn't question working with me for an entire year because they wanted to get the results that they, but that they wanted to get. Um, and that is something that I feel so grateful for, uh, like in terms of my clients, but also feel so proud of that I offer so much value that I really can and really do help you change your life in one year. You will not be in the same place now than in 12 weeks. Let me work with you for 12 months. 12 weeks is enough to make a lot of change. Trust me, I have clients who've only done one season. They have immense change. It just depends on like how much change you wanna go through and when you wanna go through it. I also have clients who have worked with me for 12 weeks, have taken a year off, have come back for another 12 weeks because everyone's timing is different. But especially working with the clients who I've worked with for a full year straight, um, it's actually insane like to look at their lives and to know that that is a product of my methodology. Like it's 
I have chills. Like it's really kind of fucked up in the best way. And so that's, that's how it started. Um, that's the journey. That is how it has been. And ever since then, there has been so much learning, so much learning, learning about personal versus professional boundaries, learning about what I share on social media and what I don't share on social media, which changes and evolves from time to time. Um, it really depends on my mood. Like today I was going to share something and just didn't feel comfortable. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Maybe I'll just keep that for me. And that felt really good. And I feel really good about that decision. Recently, I've had to get on social media and talk about um, boundaries regarding payment. Um, There's been a couple of instances where people who enrolled in a happy human with a payment plan made two of three payments and despite immense follow-up have not made that third payment um, for the program that they have invested in and paid for. Um, And that was a whole thing on my stories. you know, if you, if you saw that, then you know what I'm talking about. Basically to say that I have really had to go beyond my, you can hear my voice shaking. It like makes me so uncomfortable to have to like talk about those things, but it was so well received. I got so much feedback. So thank you, by the way, if you were a client community member or, um, colleague or business owner who responded back to me, um, the feedback from literally everyone was, this is an incredible boundary. This boundary is up leveling you. This boundary is ensuring that you only attract students and clients who are, are going to respect, um, mutually respect you and, and, you know, everything like that. And I agree. I couldn't agree more, but it was so fucking hard. I don't think I've ever really done that. Um, in the last three and a half years of business. And there are things like that that I've had to learn along the way. Also, my methodology and my niche has changed so much because when I first started my coaching programs, they were more for like the spiritual individuals and they still are very spiritual. I mean, I'm a medium. If you're going to work with me, you have to at least be open. You don't have to be spiritual, but you have to be open to spirituality because Otherwise, you're just going to reject my field of expertise because I'm a medium and my expertise is in soul contracts. It's kind of hard to work with someone who's not open to understanding their soul contract when my work is in soul contracts. You know what I mean? So I am very picky about who I work with as well. Don't be intimidated. I can I can feel people. Oh, my God. Don't be intimidated by me saying that. It's just more so of like if I don't think I'm the good fit for you, um, then I will tell you that because, and that could be for a lot of reasons. Um, and I'll always refer you out to, to a colleague who I think will be a better fit for you. Um, but I, I, I am, I, I am picky about that. I think every coach is picky about who they work with because it's such a intimate relationship. Like you need to really, you really gotta, you really gotta fuck with the people you're working with in a good way. And it has to be mutual. That, that energy has to be mutual as well. Um, but my methodology and how I, um, define these coaching programs have changed a lot. They used to be um, kind of referred to as like Kundalini awakening programs because the process I'm bringing you through is a, is an awakening. Um, for some people, it's a spiritual awakening. For some people, it's a Kundalini awakening. I think I have talked about the difference on um, several episodes of like, the, uh, I, I know for sure I talked about it in the episode of what is a spiritual awakening and like 22 signs you're going through one. Basically, a kundalini awakening leads you to your intuitive gifts, like really being switched on, like mediumship energy and like psychic talents and psychic gifts. A spiritual awakening is um, is the first step. The kundalini awakening is the second step. The spiritual awakening is you coming into your core, true, authentic self and living the life of your dreams, like living an authentic life. And so they were kind of marketed as like these spiritual awakening coaching programs. 
now they're not so much marketed as that because I have brought in a lot more um, behavioral and developmental psychology into the work. I've brought a lot more neuroscience into the work and I have brought a fuck ton more quantum physics into the work because this is, it's, it's, I mean, it's naturally a part of my methodology. Like all of these things have to do with like mediumship and soul contracts. Like it's all included, but I just emphasize them more because it makes, it's just, it's just my methodology. Like I'm not going to, you know, I, it's kind of hard to explain. It's just the way that I go about things because it's the way I'm meant to go about things with um, with these programs and how I am affecting and working with the collective and with individuals. So there's been a lot of evolutions and I've also done a lot of learning. I've done a lot of investing in my business. I've hired people. I, you know, there's there's all of these really, really insane things that when I look back four years ago, I I don't know. I knew I was meant for more, but if you would have told me like, four years from now, this is where I would be, I would be shocked, um, you know, to know that I am living in the apartment that I visualized. Guys, when I say I'm living in my manifested dream apartment, I am. I used to visualize an apartment with big windows, so much light, open concept, light cabinets, light counters, light flooring, white walls, um, in a great area, close to parks, grocery stores, a gym, cafes, I literally walked into this apartment the day that I signed for it and was like, yep, this is uh, literally like that was literally everything I was visualizing in a completely different city. I was visualizing it, but I moved here. I didn't even know anything about this neighborhood. I just found the apartment and was like, yep, this is my apartment. And it's literally close to so many parks. It's close to the water. It's close to so many cafes. It's close to literally everything. Um, and it looks exactly like I manifested white floors, light flooring, light kitchen, literally like everything. I have so much sunlight in here that my electricity bill is so cheap. It's literally not even funny. Uh, I feel very, very grateful for that. Um, it's like, I don't ever have lights on. I think there's lights on in the apartment at most an hour a day, maybe two if I'm reading a lot, um, at night. It's, it's, it's fucking wild. Um, there are so many things that I have manifested that I was visualizing because when you have a lot of time on your hands, like I did in, you know, those last four months of 2019, um, all you get to do is visualize and daydream and think. And I used to have these wish lists on urban outfitters of like the sheets that I would have and the bedding that I would have and what my apartment would look like. And I'm still in the process of getting all my dream furniture. That is something that is still a work in progress right now. And I'm so okay with that. But I remember these bed sheets I was staring at this time four years ago. They're actually, they're literally on my bed right now. They're these beautiful floral bed sheets from Urban Outfitters. They don't have them anymore. But I remember looking at them and being like, the day that I can afford to spend $120 on bed sheets is going to be the day I made it. And the day that I got them in the mail, oh my God, that was such a moment for me. And all of these things I visualized and worked towards and did the inner work on within myself, that was the key, right? A lot of people will say, well, you're just lucky or that's easy. It was easy for you. Guys, it wasn't. Like, it sounds all fluffy, me telling you, like I'm nostalgic about it and all, all that. You guys have no idea how this was, ah, this was like my last ditch effort at being alive. It's why it's called Mads Mess. Mads Mess was, Mads Mess was, is, it's literally named that because my life was a fucking mess. Me taking this leap of faith was not a, oh, like, like in part it was, uh, okay, I'm going to trust the process specifically like when I turned down the job, but 
but I, I didn't have anything to lose, guys. I lost everything. I lost friends. I lost jobs. I lost money. I fucking lost everything. This was literally a last ditch effort at life for me. It's not a coincidence that my last ditch effort at life, though, it was stepping into my purpose. Everything that led to that last ditch effort, quote unquote, was to throw me into my purpose because this is what I'm meant to be doing. You can call it luck. You can say that it was easy. But you will never have seen and you won't see all of the times that I screamed at my spirit team and cussed them the fuck out. Sorry, by the way, you know, like you, you won't see that. You won't see the times in the first year of business where I was crying in bed wondering, can I do this? This is so hard. I don't understand this. I feel lost. I feel alone. I feel burdened with the responsibility of the world and the collective. It has not always been easy. It is a lot, especially in the beginning, to to feel like you are responsible for thousands of people, right? Like that is also something that I've had to work on in these last few years. And it's why when I need to, I get off social media because as much as I'm here happily, so happily guiding the thousands of you who download this podcast every month and the thousands of you on Instagram, I am not responsible for you. Even my clients, I am not responsible for the decisions they make. I am responsible for providing them with the systems, the tools, and the mindset reprogramming that allow them to make different decisions, that give them the confidence to make different decisions. But I'm not here to save anyone. And that was a really fucking hard wake-up call at the end of 2021. Going into 2022, realizing I'm not here to save people, that was such a fucking feeling of relief because I don't think anyone, unless you are in a position like, healthcare or spiritual guidance or like doing this kind of stuff you don't understand how much that burden on you that's that responsibility that you put on yourself to take care of everyone fucking wears you out there have been times in this journey where I didn't know if I was capable it has not necessarily been easy um leading up to the launch of Mads Mess in 2020 my life was literally anything but easy I wanted to die for literally 11 years of my life. If that sounds easy to you, I don't think there's anything that I could say that is going to make you realize that my life, like I didn't want to live it. And the reason I didn't want to live it is because I was repressing who I was. I was repressing my mediumship. I was repressing my intuition. I was repressing my gifts. I was trying to be the person that everyone wanted to be. And it almost killed me more than once. Like literally almost put me six feet in the ground more than once. And the one thing that I will say is I will be fucking damned if I end up six feet underground because of what someone else fucking expects of me. And that has been hard too. Because I think in business too, people place, not not in business I should say, but being on social media, people place expectations on you. And I'm not here for that. Your expectations of me are not a reflection of me. They are a reflection of the expectations you have of yourself. And I don't fucking claim them. And so these are hard lessons that I had to work through. And I feel really good about all these things now. Um, I feel really good about the fact that not everyone believes in spirituality and mediumship. And I really don't give a shit. Um, I... It's all, but it's, but I will say it is also why I love bringing in the science into it because I'm such, you guys know I'm a nerd. (laughs) You guys know I like reading calculus for fun. I like reading all these things for fun. 
it really is a good time for me. Um, really big fan of nerdy movies too that have like spiritual innuendos in them that the you know most people don't catch unless you're like in like a more spiritual mind mindset or, or frame of mind. Um, but that's also why I bring the science into it because I love being able to understand it. I love the evidence of, of the work that I do and of the work that many mediums do. And it's important for me to also teach that. Um, it's why I want my PhD. I think it's going to be super fucking cool. But it's not been, it wasn't always easy. Is it easy now? Honestly, yeah, for the most part. But there are times when it's still really fucking hard. Like setting that boundary with payments the other day and having to make changes to how people access my course, not being able to give people access until all their payments are made. Honest to God, guys, it fucking kills me. And it sucks that other people have ruined it for others, but it, it is what it is. It's a business decision. Um, you know, saying no to clients because they're not the right fit, never fucking easy, really fucking sucks. Um, giving someone the tools and the support and the advice and everything that they need to change their lives and then seeing them deliberately choose to not make the change because they're, for whatever reason, not willing to make the change, um, fucking sucks. Um, you know, having people judge me for for being what I am, which I don't, I actually don't really deal with any of that. Um, I actually, I don't deal with that at all. Um, I'm really grateful for that. Um, but the, even the fear of being judged for being spiritual, like, you know, there, there's things like that that I've had to work on. And every bit of the work that comes with this is it brings you into deeper levels of self-connection. Like, why was I afraid of setting boundaries the other day when it comes to being paid for something that is a product that literally says you need to pay for it? Why was I afraid of that? I had to do inner work on that. I had to figure out why that was, you know? So I think I, I had said this on a story the other day, like words I would say to 2019 Mads. And what I would say, one of the pieces of advice I would give her is at first, it's going to be, at first, it's going to be really, really hard to do this, to, to step out of, of who you were pretending to be and be your authentic self of, of starting a business. At first, it's going to be really, really hard. But as hard as that is, it will be easier than anything you've ever done before. And I stand by that. So even in these moments, I actually recorded a video of myself a couple of weeks ago because I was vlogging for myself, <laughs> which I always do. I do like these like video diaries. Um, and I had remembered how I was going through, I was going through a really hard time in August. And I took this video of like how wild it is that four years ago, I was going through a hard time all the time and the moments of bliss and joy and connection were rare and now I'm in a state of bliss joy and connection all the time and the struggle is rare and I have chills because that is how I know I'm exactly where I am meant to be in this life and I know I know I'm where I'm meant to be in this life for many reasons but that was like a really profound moment for me of like wow how things have shifted how things have changed and so that is that is it. That is how things have evolved in these last four years. And I feel like this was very like a squirrely episode. I feel like I was kind of all over the place with it. Um, but I'm going to answer some of your questions. Um, and then I feel like this is like an hour-ish long at this point. So I feel like we can kind of call it at that. All right. I think there's like three significant questions that I haven't um, gotten through yet. So, Okay. Tips in trusting the process, planting the seeds when you can't see the fruits of your labor. Mm, that's a good question. 
tips in trusting the process when you can't yet see the fruits of your labor. Two analogies for this. One, when you plant a flower in the spring, do you go and dig it up to see if it's growing? No. If you do, you're going to stop it from growing. So there's that. Second is when you put in an order at a restaurant, you trust the food is going to be made and brought out to you at the perfect time. Sometimes it's sooner than you were expecting. Sometimes it's later than you were expecting. And sometimes it's right when you were expecting. Both of these analogies apply to manifestation. You need to know that if you are one, following your desire, two, trusting your intuition, and three, working on yourself to eliminate any subconscious beliefs So connecting with yourself, asking yourself what your triggers are, asking yourself what your doubts are. If you are taking those three steps, what you want is coming to you. You also have to take action. So like maybe let's add step four. So step one, follow your wants, follow your desires. Step two, trust your intuition, connect with your higher self. Step three, do the inner work to eliminate and heal your triggers and your doubts. And step four, take the actions you feel guided to take that are going to move you forward towards your desires and your goals manifesting. Do those four steps. And literally, this is where the quantum physics comes in. Literally, by law of quantum physics, the quantum field is going to respond to you and send to you what you want. It's literally how it works. It's, it, I have a course coming out about this um, at the, I'm not going to give you the date yet, actually, but it's coming out. <laughs> um, so that's the important thing to remember. Um, I have a free masterclass about subconscious reprogramming. It's linked below. I highly recommend that everyone who's listening to this at this point in the podcast go and download it and listen to it. Um, it's it's literally going to teach you all that. If you are not trusting the process, go to step three. You need to, to figure out why you don't trust it. That is showing you a part of your subconscious that needs to be illuminated, healed, and reprogrammed. You can do that in the free masterclass. You can also do it in a happy human if you want to go through like the actual like in-depth, 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 in-depth reprogramming of it. uh, I would highly recommend. How you accepted, this is question number two, how you accepted and navigated following a non-traditional but a soul-led career path? Beautiful question. I have chills. Let me read it again. How you accepted and navigated following a non-traditional but soul-led career path? Um accepted it had to come I had to come to terms with who I was I had to accept who I was first and that call that I had in March with um these four or five people who I didn't really know I knew the one person on the call who had afterward told me that I needed to start charging people for my readings I got off that call and it was the very first time in this lifetime um where I said out loud with my words literally verbatim holy fuck I'm a medium oh my god it was 444 on my timer as I just said that what the hell Y'all, this is fucked up. Um, I had to accept that. And that moment was very liberating for me. And then it also came with a lot of questions of like, oh, fuck, what do I do now? What are my, fam- what are my family members going to think? What are my friends going to think? Like, how do, I, how, do I, how do I talk about this? How do I share who I am? Um, so I had to accept myself. And I had to do the work and journal on like why I didn't want to accept myself. And it largely came down to people are not going to understand me. People already don't understand me. And here's the thing. The reason people didn't understand me is because I'm a medium. Whether I said that I was a medium or not, that was why people didn't understand me. It's why I was the black sheep in my family. And I say was because my family is relatively all on the same page now, which is really, really beautiful. We have a very open family and I, it, it's great for all of us. Um, so... 
that was the acceptance part. Navigating, following the non-traditional path was really about just trusting my intuition and knowing that these things like weren't coincidence. Like the fact that I couldn't go to training and I was living at home so I didn't have to pay rent and a person came and said that I should start charging for my readings. Like those were all little nudges from the universe that said, okay, food and housing is taken care of. The job that you think you're going to end up taking is on a pretty much indefinite pause right now. What else do you have to do with your spare time? Someone just gave you an idea of like how you could monetize your gifts, reconcile how you feel about monetizing your natural talents and your mediumship and just fucking do it and see what happens. I am very much in every way, shape and form a kind of person who is kind of like, like what do I have to lose? Like fuck around and find out kind of energy. So to me, it, it was the pandemic. Literally no one, no one was working. Like literally no one was doing anything. What was I going to do? Sit around and fucking watch Netflix all day and wait for the airline to say, hey, by the way, we got cleared to, to train you guys in class. That wasn't going to happen. Um, so I decided to just, you know, go on social media and be like, okay, well, this is what I do. Rather than watching Netflix, I practiced my craft. I, 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 I meditated hours a day, guys. Like this is the thing. If you want change, but you're not willing to change your habits, again, atomic habits coming in here. If you're not willing to change your habits, you're not going to get anywhere. Like it really is. I want to say it really is that simple. And if you're not willing to change your habits, then the first step you need to figure out is why you're not willing to change your habits. There are fears there. I can help you unpack them. My free masterclass can help you unpack them. Um, My course, The Happy Human, will help you unpack them and then heal your triggers and rewire your brain. Like that is literally why I created it. And so... For me, in terms of following this non-traditional path, was really about recognizing that I've never been traditional. I've never had traditional views. I've never had traditional opinions. I've never followed a traditional path. I hated university. I dropped out. I hated being told what to do. I hated having to follow social norms. I fucking hate trends. Like, like I not like on like I don't hate people who do trending things. I just hate trends because I don't want to be like everyone else. I've always been non-traditional. Like I just don't give a fuck. So for me to follow a non-traditional path felt really, really good because it, it felt like I could just fucking finally be myself. Um, the fact that it became my career, I always say was a happy accident because I didn't start charging for tarot readings thinking this was going to become my business. I just thought it was going to be a really good way to lower my debt until I got training with the airline and got hired full time with the airline after the pandemic and like went to my training. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't know Mads Mess was going to become a business. That's why I have had so much learning to do when it comes to business accounting, business hiring, fucking business boundaries. Like I've had to learn so much when it comes to, I didn't even know I had to charge taxes in my first year of business, which was really not fun when I filed for my taxes in my first year. Let me fucking tell you. Um, So like, I hope that answers the question. I don't really know how to answer that because for me it was just a breath of fresh air of recognizing that I actually just didn't have to be what everyone else wanted me to be I could just be what I wanted to be and see how that worked out worst case scenario it didn't work out and I went back to the traditional path and I think that that's something that a lot of people don't like flirt with the idea of of like if it doesn't work out with if it doesn't work out for you you can one go back to what you were doing two try again or three try something else like This is what I mean when my higher self says life is not that fucking serious. 
There is a seriousness to life. Yes, it is precious. It is beautiful. It is profound. It is challenging. But at the end of the day, if you fuck something up, okay? Like, okay? <laughs> like, that's really my mentality. That's always been my mentality. It's like, okay, you learn something from it. You pivot. You move forward. You learn something from it. You go back to what was working. My life was not working up until that point. So for me, it was kind of like, okay, I'll see if this works. If it doesn't, I'll pivot. If it does work, well, then great. And well, you know what? Here we are almost four years later. So it's worked. Um, I'd also love to know the stepping out of the broom closet, which for those of you who don't know, is like a term in the spiritual community of like opening up and being public about your spiritual self. Um, I'd love to know the stepping out of the broom closet experience you had. I honestly didn't, I didn't technically do it. Um, I think when people think of like coming out of the broom closet or coming out of any closet, um, I only have experience with the broom closet. That's not me... I'm a straight, cisgendered, white woman. That's the only closet I've ever been in is the spiritual closet, just to clarify here. Um, I didn't come out to my parents and say, hey, I'm a medium. I've never once done that. Um, I never came out to my best friends. I had a best friend of, I still have a best friend of 20, are we going on 22 years? Oh, fuck me up. We're on 22 years this month. That's fucked up. And I have another best friend of like 12 years, 11 years. I never came out to them and said, hey, guys, I'm a psychic medium. I just let people who were friends with me um, just see my social media and they just kind of caught on. Um, and we've never really had a formal conversation about it. Um, my, my two best friends of that like longevity, we don't like really talk about my mediumship like in, like in a labeled sense. Um, we'll talk about signs and, you know, the faith that they have in something working out or um, one of my friends, my, my best friend of 11 years, she'll go, she'll, she'll say something to me. She's like, she's like, T tell me what the woo woo is saying. <laughs> and that's basically her asking me like, what's like your higher self perspective on this? Like, can you tap in and kind of like give me some insight on what's going on? Um, and both of those, those women who have known me for 22 and 11 years, oh, those are cute numbers, master numbers. I love that so much. will both tell you that ever since I've come out of the spiritual closet, I am the best version of myself. My, my best friend was here uh, last spring visiting me, my best friend of 11 years. And we were driving and she just looked at me and she goes, this is my favorite version of you. Oh my God, that's like gonna make me cry. She's like, this is my, my favorite version of you. She's like, I have loved you through all your versions. She's like, there's been some questionable versions. I'm like, oh, obviously there's been some questionable versions of me. Hello. Um, she's like, this is my favorite version of you. She's like, I don't understand it all. She's like, but like in the sense of like, um, you know, like maybe like scientifically or like, you know, everyone's on their own journey with this stuff. She's like, I don't understand it all. She's like, but everything that you tell me makes so much sense. You give me so much peace and just seeing who you are and how happy you are and how you act and move in this world. It is, this is my favorite version of you. And so I think that has, I, I just allowed people to see who I was and then decide for themselves if they were willing to accept me in my truth. Um, and you know, it's all worked out. My family as well. Um, my family followed me on social media as well and, you know, saw what I was doing, saw the testimonials from my clients, which I think for them at the beginning spoke a lot more loudly than just, or at least for some family members spoke a lot more loudly than just like seeing me doing my thing. I think it was the testimonial of com complete strangers that really kind of like sealed the deal for them of like, holy fuck, she's good at what she does. Um, 
and I've connected with all of them in, in our own ways and not everyone in my family um, believes. It, it's so interesting. I have a, a sibling who really, not the, I, don't, I don't know if he doesn't believe in this stuff. This is how I would explain it. He doesn't really believe in this stuff, but he believes in me so much. Like we're really, really close that he like trusts the full validity of what I do. And I think that that's a really beautiful thing too is that, and this is why I say like, also, like my partners have never really been all that spiritual and into this stuff. You don't need to be. You just need to accept who your partner is, who your family member is, and that's unconditional love. Um, I've also never been one to, um, like, I don't think that people need to be spiritual for them to be in my life. They just need to have self-awareness, self-responsibility, and openness because at the end of the day, like I am who I am and I'm not going to pretend that I'm not, right? That's literally what almost killed me. So there was never really this moment of like sitting the family down and being like, hey guys, like I can do this and this is what I do. It was just kind of like watch and learn. And if you have a problem with it, then we'll gravitate apart. And if you don't have a problem with it, then this will be very healing for all of us involved. And it has been very healing for everyone involved. Um, now in terms of coming out publicly and starting to share all of this stuff on my social media has been uh you know that was a whole other journey of like holy fuck what are people gonna think and whenever it's really interesting because for I want to say the first like year and a half of my business I I didn't see a lot of growth on my Instagram because um there's it's called like the lose follow rate um on Instagram I was I would gain a follower and then lose a follower, gain a follower. So it's basically like the people that needed to fall away would fall away. And then I would attract like new um, community members, new followers. Um, and so my account in terms of analytics has grown, but in terms of numbers has until recently has relatively stayed the same because, you know, there's just people who already follow me who maybe don't resonate with what I'm posting. And that's okay. Like that's not a big deal. And that's also something that, you know, in the first year of business, I had to realize wasn't personal because when I think about it, when I unfollow someone or when I mute someone, I usually just unfollow them. It's never really personal. It's just like, oh, I just don't feel like seeing this on my feed. Um, and so I've had to learn that as well. And then um, speaking about what I do more publicly in terms of like my physical community, like places that I frequent, I am never really one to say, hi, my name is Mads. I'm a medium. Uh, I don't really fuck with that. I've talked a lot about on this podcast how I just want to live a normal life, have, you know, an immense impact with what I do and who I am, but I don't feel the need to broadcast like what I do unnecessarily. Um, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. And that feels really good for me in, in this moment. Maybe that will change. Maybe it won't. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how, how it went about and starting this podcast has really allowed me that space of like really being out in the open of like things that are on my mind. There have been times where, um, you know, I want to post something and it's controversial and I, I fear posting it because I'm like, oh, I have a controversial opinion, but then I post it and it has such a great response and I'm like, oh, that wasn't so bad. So there's still like learning with that too. Like you're never done learning and growing. Um, you're never done getting to know yourself. You're never done connecting with yourself there's just always new levels in which you can take these things so yeah that's kind of been my journey with it but I don't know if that answered your question I just don't know how else to elaborate on it I feel like that's just kind of my my thought process on it all um so yeah anyways 
that is my very lengthy episode on this and where we are now. Where are we now? That's a good question, Spirit. Where are we now? Well, here at Mads Mess, we are in a, a big um, state of um, refinement and expansion of services that we offer and, um, you know, just everything going forward, um, payment boundaries, uh, and um, really treating this like a business. I am no longer viewing Mads Mess as me. I am viewing Mads Mess as a business. It is my company. It is going to act like a company. It is going to have policies like a company that are going to be enforced like a company. I'm kind of taking like the personal, not the personal out of it because it's, it's, you know, at the end of the day, the whole point of, and it's life and business coaching. It's personal, right? It's spirituality. It's fucking personal. It's as personal as it fucking gets. Um, but in terms of like operations, I'm taking the personal out of the operations aspect of it. Um, and that feels really good. A lot of expansion coming for the new year. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of changes, new courses coming out. I've got another course um, that's coming for you soon. But manifestation, it's super, super fun. I think that'll be really good for you. Um, for those of you who are wanting to learn more about like the quantum physics, the psychology, the all of it about uh, manifestation, you'll you'll quite enjoy that. And yeah, more networking, more collaborations. We've got some series coming out with incredible guests um, that you'll be hearing. I think there's like three or four guest episodes coming uh, in these next several weeks. Um, and yeah, I'm just gonna continue sharing on social media all of the wisdom that I've acquired all of the lessons that the collective is navigating and my insights on that and how you can create your dream life because the reality is that everything that I teach now are the exact systems and processes that I put myself through um, I didn't read books about them. I didn't watch YouTube about them. I didn't know that that was a thing. Um, this was very led by my higher self. And that process that I brought myself through is now the process that I bring you all through in my one-to-one work. If you choose to work with me one-to-one or in a happy human, my my coaching course, it's what I bring you through. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're like, damn it, I want this fucking change in my life. Like, how does how do I do that? I, you can literally copy paste my methodology. Um, it's literally available to you in a happy human. And I have, I'm accepting one-to-one coaching clients for early 2024 starts. So, um, yeah, I will leave all of that information linked in the description, um, or in the show notes. I'm not exactly sure what you call those. I think it's show notes on a podcast, but those will all be linked below. And if ever you have questions, feel free to send them my way in the DMs on Instagram at madsmess. And yeah, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening to me. This is a long one and I hope that it has been insightful for you. I hope it has been in some way inspiring for you. Please don't think that it sound, that it's as easy as it sounds. Um, it really wasn't. And there have been moments that have really, you know, called me to up-level myself in this process of being a business owner, being the president of my business, of my company. Ha ha ha. Um... And, you know, that it's just, um, it's just a part of the process. Um, it's easier than anything I've ever done before, yes, but that doesn't mean that there aren't hard moments. There doesn't mean, you know, I don't have doubts. Like, anyone who tells you that uh, is a liar. <laughs> just going to say it like it is. Um, you know, this is why coaches have coaches, why we have guides, why we have mentors, why we have people who help us as well. Because 
that's just it's necessary this is it's uh it's just necessary it's part of the human experience so um if i've at any point in this episode made it sound like it was so fluffy and easy that's not the reality and that's why I put in that section of like this was kind of like my last ditch effort at life it really was and I'm very grateful that it has turned out for me and I know that you know retrospectively it was always meant to work out this way um but I didn't know that at the time um I I didn't I didn't think I was gonna live to 25 guys like you know I didn't now I'm 25 I'm actually coming to the the end of my 25th um year here and it's like well anyway never mind that's a whole tangent for another time with time and birthdays and shit but I'm about to be 26 is what I'm saying like I didn't think I was gonna live this long so these are my bonus years essentially the next 100 years of my life are literally bonus years that I did not think I would I was gonna get and I am driven and motivated to make them the best next 100 years of my life and if you think I'm crazy for saying I'm gonna live another 100 years I'm not. I'm literally going to live well into my hundreds, like well into my hundreds. And that's why I'm saying, hey, it's 11-11 on my recorder as I'm saying that. Fuck it up. Fuck yeah, I'm going to be here a long time. Um, So anyways, I just want that to be clear. Again, if you have any questions, please let me know. And if you want this transformation for yourself, if you want to go through the things um, that changed my life and that changed my clients' lives, it is in a happy human. It's a self-paced um life coaching course that's going to bring you through nine weeks of my literal methodology backed by science and psychology um, and supported by my mediumship and my field of expertise and soul contracts and if you're someone who's like I can't keep accountability on myself for shit I need someone to help guide me every week and make this a very customized process then um, I would recommend booking a discovery call using the link below and chatting with me about one-to-one coaching for 2024. Anyways, my voice hurts and I'm going to go for a run. So I hope that this was a nice episode for you. As usual, go be your divine self this week. You got this. I love ya.